0: more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details welcome back my dear crime lovers this is a new episode of the History of the American Mafia, a podcast written by Fabio Fabiano and translated and read by me, Grace Cardlisi. I hope you enjoy this new episode. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of Joe Adonis. Amongst Lucky Luciano's most important collaborators, we must introduce you to the Italian-American Joe Adonis. Giuseppe Antonio Dotto was his real name, then Americanized during the 20s into Joe Adonis, deliberately referring to the remarkably beauty par excellence in Greek mythology, Adonis. Joe Adonis was born on November 22, 1902, in Monte Marano, in the province of Avellino. His father, Michele, was a carpenter and his mother, Maria De Vito, a housewife. He actually lived in Irpinia only for a couple of years. Due to the precarious economic situation of the Doto family, his parents decided to immigrate to the United States of America in the hope of a better future. They arrived in the United States in 1915 and settled in New York where they made contact with a cousin of theirs, who was the head of the Vito Genovese's family, Alan Bono. Young Joe soon began pickpocketing, joining gangster Frankie Yale's gang. At the beginning of Prohibition, Luciano Adonis, May Lansky, and Bugsky Siegel Smuggled alcohol into Brooklyn. Thanks to this criminal activity, young gangsters provided large quantities of alcohol to the community of performing artists who resided between Broadway and Manhattan. Dotto soon impersonated the role of a gentleman smuggler, socializing with the elite of artists. Thanks to this smuggling operation, the criminals earned up to $12 million in a year and employed 100 workers. In order to launder these illicit gains, Adonis bought car dealerships in New Jersey. When customers bought cars from his stores, the salespeople were instructed to intimidate them into buying a so-called protection insurance for the vehicle. Adonis also started a cigarette distribution business. He bought hundreds of vending machines and supplied them with stolen cigarettes. He ran his criminal empire at Joe's Italian Kitchen, a restaurant he owned in Brooklyn. In 1932, Adonis soon became a powerful criminal in Brooklyn. Despite his wealth, Adonis still participated in jewellery thefts and returned his first love. We dare to add, as it was in fact this particular criminal activity... That began his career on the streets adonis got many high-ranking politicians and police officers on his payroll he used his political influence to protect members of the luciano's crime family such as luciano and genovese and mafia associates such as mayor lansky as a member of the criminal syndicate's board of directors Adonis may have been awarded some murder contracts by Murder Incorporated. In the early 20s, Dotto changed his name and began calling himself Joe Adonis. It's unclear what inspired his nickname. According to one source, Adonis received this nickname from a girl he was dating at the time. According to another, it appears that Adonis adopted the name after reading an article in a magazine about Greek mythology. In fact, he was extremely vain. It is said that he devoted a lot of his time to his own personal care. Lucky Luciano once saw Adonis combing his hair, his thick, dark hair in front of a mirror, and asked him, Who do you think you are? Rudolf Valentino. Adonis replied, Seriously? That guy is just a bum." In 1930, along with Lucky Luciano, he joined Joe Masseria, the godfather's mafia family. On April the 15th, 1931, he followed Luciano during the organisation and the realisation of Joe Masseria's murder in Connie Island. Adonis took part in the assassination, along with Albert Anastasia and Vito Genovese and Bugsy Siegel. At the end of the Castellammarese War, Luciano created the new family that replaced that of Joe Masseria's, in which Adonis was affiliated, being appointed Capodicina, a figure of great responsibility in the family, who referred directly to the boss himself. In fact, Adonis became one of Luciana's most important and trusted lieutenants, controlling the prostitution and gambling rackets in New York, in areas like Broadway and Midtown Manhattan. When the Italian-American Mafia Commission was created, he became one of its permanent members. He also joined Meyer Lansky and Vito Genovese. He became very rich by exploiting prostitution and selling smuggled alcohol. The illegally earned money was laundered in cigarette production and running car dealerships in New Jersey, Brooklyn. He opened a restaurant called Joe's Italian Kitchen. At the end of World War II, Lucky Luciano was expelled with the heavy title of unwanted subject in the States. So he returned to Italy and Adonis took over his main criminal activities in America. From the late 40s, Adonis began to be in crosshairs of justice, mainly due to the accusation on behalf of A.B. Relis, a repentant murderer who had been a member of Murder Incorporated, the branch of the commission in charge of taking care of eliminating loose ends, so to speak, by commissioned executions, which was brought to light in 1940 by investigations. In those years, Adonis moved his gambling racket to New Jersey due to New York's mayor Fiorello La Guardia's crusade against illegal gambling that had made it difficult to do criminal business in New York. Adonis also moved his family to a luxurious home in Fort Lee, New Jersey. He also opened a casino in Lodi, New Jersey and a limousine rental in New York City. Around the same time, Adonis became Mayor Lansky's partner in an illegal casino in Hollande Beach, Florida. In December 1946, Adonis attended the mafia summit known as the Havana Conference, during which Lucky Luciano, reasserted his dominant position. Joe Adonis agreed to remain in New Jersey where he continued to profit from both legal and criminal activities. In 1951, he became deputy head of the family that will be known today as the Gambino family whose boss at the time was Albert Anastasia. In 1950, Joe Adonis was summoned to appear before the U.S. Senate Anti-Mafia Committee During the well-known hearings, which were televised, he refused to testify repeatedly calling for the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination. In 1951, he was indicted and found guilty of illegal gambling and sentenced to two years in a New York State prison. In 1953, the government began the procedures for his forced expatriation because, not being a naturalized American citizen, He too was considered an unwanted subject. So in 1956, Adonis, sensing that he would not succeed in overturning the decision of the American government, he decided to return to Italy before he was forced to be expelled. His decision to leave the United States before the imposition of the government's coercive act allowed him to carry millions of dollars in luggage, undisturbed, to Italy. His wife and children remained in New Jersey. He, however, settled in a villa outside Naples, from where he continued to maintain close contact with Luciano. In February 1958, he moved to Milan in Via Albrici, which became his headquarters from where he exerted his great influence on the criminal dynamics of his mafia family and on Milan's crime scene. In Milan, he distinguished himself, dressing with elegant designer clothes. He came across as a very fine man. He attended the most famous and trendy nightclubs of the moment, like Morocco and Number One. His choice to live in Milan had been a strategy, which allowed him to continue his criminal activities. In fact, international trafficking of valuables, especially diamonds, with articulations in France and Switzerland not to speak of the organisation of a net of drug trafficking around Europe. Following investigative activities carried out by the Italian police force between 1970 and 1971, it was certain that Adonis was, as suspected, a mafia leader. In May 1971, the investigations came to an end and Joe Adonis was arrested and subsequently taken to Cerro de Conti, a small town in the province of Ancona. Despite the strict surveillance to which he was subjected, he managed to communicate with one of his affiliates who was taking care of his criminal affairs on his behalf. On October the 8th of the same year, the court of Milan reduced his forced sentence. ...to three years and authorised Adonis to use a phone... ...under the control of police authorities. In late November 1971... ...a team of Italian policemen took Joe to a small... ...hillside shack near Ancona... ...to interrogate him about the murder of a magistrate in Sicily. During the long interrogation... ...Joe had a heart attack... ...and was rushed to the hospital in Ancona... ...where he died a few days later... On November the 26, 1971.